you may feel exhausted. Maybe you don't even remember the last time you had a quiet time. Maybe you feel like you could barely roll out of bed in the morning, let alone have a quiet time. Well, today I want to answer this question brought to you by a listener, which is how can I prioritize meaningful time with Jesus in the midst of raising littles? Welcome to Holistic Hearts. I'm your host, Kristen Chadwick, a wife to Joshua, a mama to four children, and a spiritual life coach and podcast producer and manager to many powerful women. I am hungry to create connection and community. And this podcast is for you if you are looking to grow spiritually, heal emotionally, and be inspired physically. Here we go. We have been talking through a lot of meaty conversations lately on the podcast so far in 2023, talking about vision and what that means for your life and the means to follow through with your vision and setting intentions to move forward with your vision. And then in February this month, we've really dove into how do you walk through tension? And how do we invite Jesus into those places? We've talked about how Jesus sees us, He knows us, and hears us no matter what in this season. And I have had so much feedback, and I appreciate you guys reaching out to me, whether it's text message or on Instagram or on Facebook inside of our group, and really appreciating how it spoke to your heart. I I actually talked to some lady today who was such a gem to get to know personally on a Zoom call. And she shared with me that she shared with her sister who really needed to hear last week's episode. So I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for continuing to share these episodes with your friends. That is the highest compliment uh, and glory to God, you know? So thank you for for spreading more of his holistic heart towards you and for creating more of a space that um, women can hear this. So I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for helping coming alongside this podcast through buymeacoffee.com. Again, you can donate or support or partner with me with $5, $10 or $25 each episode. It's totally up to you. I appreciate every single one of them. So shout out to you and thank you for that. Today on the episode, I want to answer one of your sweet questions that you sent in. At the beginning of the year, I had put out a form to my listeners of what are some of those deep questions that you guys are asking or maybe even practical questions. It could be about mindset. It could be about health. It could be about fitness. It could be about spiritual life coaching, any of these holistic approaches. And this question right here is a great segue from the last couple months into reality. And so I'm going to start with this question today. 
how can I prioritize meaningful time with Jesus in the midst of raising littles? Ooh, I feel that. Y'all, mine are not little anymore. I have a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, and twin boys that are 12. But there was a season when my life looked very different than it is right now. For instance, my house is quiet. All four of my kids are in school. And it feels like yesterday (laughs) that um, it felt like I couldn't come up for air. And so I love this question because it's just pointing to your heart, wanting to connect. So thank you for submitting this question and being honest. So right now, if you're in the season of raising littles, and maybe you're in a season where you have them all over the map, maybe you have a teenager and a toddler, or maybe you're a homeschool mom and your your world is still pretty similar. So stay tuned because this is for you too. I just want to connect with you in this place. Because as I was remembering, I remember feeling so exhausted, absolutely, utterly exhausted in my body and mainly in my body. I just felt so tired because I, and like many of you, you nurse through the night, you have littles that don't want to go to sleep. You are constantly putting them back into bed, um, changing diapers in the middle of the night. And so that's real. (laughs) You feel like you could barely roll over in the morning and have a quiet time. And the bandwidth to do one more thing can feel very, very slim. So if you are in the middle of nursing, those sleepless nights, toddlers running around, it can feel very stifling and mundane. And I really wanted to prepare for this question well. And so I actually grabbed one of my journals from 2009. I only had two kids. I just had Riker, my second one. And so I was still nursing um, what I was reading. He was about, oh, it was about until he was about six months old. And it just was so precious to remember where I was at spiritually and physically. I could tell in my journal where I was at. And I remember it was right after, um, or right before I was going to get diagnosed with celiac. So I was in a very, uh, unhealthy place (laughs) physically and just desperate. And so I say all that to say I was there once too. And I promise you this season doesn't last long. Just like that saying that you've heard a million times, I'm sure. The years are short and the days are long. And I know that fully, completely. So I believe that even in asking this question of how can I prioritize time with Jesus while my kids are little, that Jesus is smiling and he is longing for you to know that he is already there. Just because you haven't opened your Bible in a year and a couple months, that does not mean that he has left you or that he is disapproving. He's not slapping you on the hand. He's not turning his back on you saying, oh, why can't she get her stuff together? No, he is there with you. And I want to encourage you too, that in the season, your cup, you're filling your own cup is going to look different. It will not look the same. I want you to listen to that again. 
filling up your cup is going to look different in this season. Yeah, I want you to sit there and meditate on that. Actually, when I was thinking about this, um, I was thinking like, gosh, he kind of throws the cup out the window. It becomes more of like we're a sponge. (laughs) We have to just like soak it up in the capacity that we can. And that's okay. All right. So Jeremiah 40, 11, it says, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. What a precious promise right there. That is the truth. He is leading you and he is carrying you and your precious babies close to his heart. All right. So to answer this question, I wanted to share that verse because that is the baseline. Okay. He is gently leading you. We're going to get a little cutesy here and we're going to use uh, all the letter of C to kind of clarify. <laughs> There's the letter C. Clarify with a little creativity on ways to prior to prioritize your time with Jesus right now in this season. First one is contentment. You have to have grace with yourself. Jesus entered into people's lives where they were at, and he meets you exactly where you're at with the dirty dishes, the piles of laundry, the unvacuumed floor for who knows how long. I'm pretty sure there's a Cheerio stuck in there from four months ago. The vans that are filled with trash and crunched up Um, puffs and all of those things. He is with you. The word contentment I used here because for me in this season, I was really battling like, I just want it to be like it used to be where I could connect with you no matter where I was, or I could connect with you every morning when I read my Bible or in my Bible study But contentment means we're accepting where we are and being content with where we are. It might be different than when we were single or when we didn't have kids or we didn't have five kids. (laughs) It might be different and that's okay. God rarely fits into a box for more than a season. And I I would beg to differ. He doesn't like to be in the box anyway. He's waiting for you to ask for more. So let that contentment and acceptance of where you're at in your life. This is a season. It's not forever. And yes, there are hard days. But learning to be present with where you're at is going to help you so much. Okay, the second C is communication. This one I put up near the top because... I think we so rarely communicate well, at least with my personality, I don't do a good job of processing out loud what internally is going on, let let alone expressing what I need. And I mean this in the aspect of your relationship with your spouse. He cannot read your mind. We live in a beautiful day and age where, thank the Lord, we have realized that um, in our 
households, most, I would say most households, there is a co leading going on. Of course, we submit to our husbands in the way that he dies for us in the, like Jesus dies for the church and the church is here for Jesus, right? So we are, we are co-equally important. So just because your husband goes to a job or just because you both work or just because you're a homeschool mom and he goes off to work, you still are equally important in the household. Okay. That's baseline and slightly a tangent. (laughs) So I apologize there, but my word is communicate. He cannot read your mind. If you do not express what you need, he will not know. So first things first is you need to talk to your husband. I know in coaching some clients here that this has been a point of tension because they don't want to, they don't want to ask for something. Now, I will tell you, most husbands are delighted to know how they can help fix, quote unquote, a problem. So the minute that you tell your husband, I need 20 minutes by myself, I guarantee you most husbands will oblige. Or I need to leave the house once you get back home from work for 30 minutes just to have time by myself. Just communicate communicate, communicate, communicate. I know for me, I had to practice this so much and I still do. I cannot assume that he knows what I need. That is on us. That's all about boundaries, (laughs) y'all. Okay. The third C, community. All right. This one is full. So a way to prioritize meaningful time with Jesus is to reach out to community. I want you to be brave, branch out, go find a mops, mothers of preschoolers group at a church, find a Bible study to be a part of, find a group of mamas who would love to just meet up at the park each week. Or if it's winter time, like right now, go to a coffee shop. We have an amazing coffee shop when my kids were little called Cafe 225. And they had a little indoor jungle gym And that was a lifesaver because we could go get coffee. The kids could go play. Granted, we would have like two second long conversations. And then, you know, the kids always were asking questions and all that. But that part helped build community together. And through that, you can start to ask a friend or a neighbor or somebody that you trust to trade off even for an hour or to take one morning a week where you know that you'll have time to journal, to do whatever fills your bucket. Another community aspect too, this is um, just when I was looking through (laughs) my journal, was I really utilized the YMCA. Um, Wow, they have two hours of free childcare. And I remember there were days where I slept horrible and I didn't want to do a workout. And all I did was check my kids into the childcare at the Y. And then I would just go sit in the lobby and read and journal. And (laughs) there are some precious memories I have of doing just that, or I would work out, go shower, and then do journal time or prayer time with Jesus. And he met me there and he's going to meet you there. However you create that connection. 
another suggestion too is to, in, in regards to communicating or community is to join an online community. If it's too hard to get out, I get it. I remember when my twins were babies and I had a two-year-old and a four-year-old. There was a season right after I had them where it was almost impossible to get out the door. I mean, it was a, a, a <laughs> an enormous feat to get all four buckled in their seatbelts with, with um, nursing timing, nap times, all of those things. And so unfortunately in my day back when I was a young mama, there was not an, an on, online community. So now you have that option. And if you need suggestions for an online community that can support you right where you're at today as a young mama, reach out to me. I'd love to give you some ideas because there are plenty of support um, places where you can be inspired by one another to create that meaningful time with Jesus in the midst of young motherhood. All right, next C, confide. Okay, this one is allowing somebody who has already walked this path to mentor you. This is where it looks different. It's going to look different. It's going to look like a mom who is 5, 10, 20 years down the road from you speaking life over you. And it's going to require vulnerability. And it's going to require authenticity. It's going to require courageousness to reach out and ask somebody, but it is powerful and well worth it in your time with yourself and to have somebody praying for you and empowering you to pray for your own journey and your own children. I had the gift of having mentors throughout many seasons of my motherhood so far And I can't tell you the worth. Uh, Oh my goodness. There were times in my life where I was really, really struggling. And the beauty of having a mentor was that she would come alongside me and pray. This is just one in particular that I'm thinking of. And we would go on a walk and she would just put her arm around me and be with me and pray truth over us. So find a mentor. This one is connections. I call it quick heart connections, but you know, it didn't start with a C. So quick heart connections. So this is really where that creativity comes in. We're not necessarily filling a cup, but we're like soaking in, right? So we're going to snag those little moments, nap time, car time. And I want you to, especially during nap time, I want you to take out the should in your equations of whether it's worth it or not. Because when we should on ourselves, then we really do ourselves a disservice. I promise you the bottles in the sink, the uh, emptying the dishwasher, that can wait. If you just pause, it doesn't have to be an hour long. It can be 10 minutes where you just pause, you take a deep breath, and you connect with Jesus. Car time, I said, (laughs) because... I loved utilizing car time. There was something about 
getting all four of my youngins in their car seats, clicked in, in my van. And whether it was just going through the drive-thru at Starbucks and then driving around Garden of the Gods or driving around the neighborhood and just having time alone, quote unquote, in the front seat, or it was conversations with my kids. There were many beautiful moments of utilizing car time, whether it was inviting my kids into the conversation about Jesus, about their thoughts, or if it was just a quiet moment of, oh, this is peaceful. That right there, he's in the very breath that we are breathing. Another thing that I wrote down that still applies to me this day is in the car at a stoplight, we all, I would say we most, all of us probably are tempted to pick up our phone at a stoplight while we're waiting. Well, I personally have struggled with that. And instead, we could offer up a quick worship prayer. I love you, Jesus. Another quick heart connection idea would be to, if you can, I would not suggest suggest this if you have nursing little ones, but if you could just wake up 10 minutes earlier to drink your hot beverage of choice, coffee, tea, whatever, and just be still. No agenda, just be still. And then maybe turn on worship while you're cooking breakfast in the midst of your little ones waking up. Those little things will add up. All right, next C is cultivate creativity. So cultivating creativity is an aspect of inviting the Holy Spirit in in a creative way. You can do this through encounters, which if this is your first year of listening to Holistic Hearts, I encourage you to go back to last year and the year before where I've recorded many, many encounters. They're basically little um, tangible handholds of connecting with the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit using the art of our imagination. And that has been such a great tool for me, a quick, quick um, heart to heart with Jesus and invite your littles into the process of connecting with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. Ask them, what is God speaking to their hearts? Use their imaginations too. Uh, There were times when my husband and I, we would curl up next to our kids and we would just start asking questions like, if Jesus was here in your imagination, what do you think that he's doing? Is he inviting you to do something? And those sweet little times with your kids, your kids are so much more open to imagination than we are, right? So like one time I remember snuggling in next to my kiddo and I said, what are you picturing with Jesus? And he said, oh, Jesus is skateboarding with me and he wants me to come with him. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So really utilizing the power of your children's imagination and joining them with, joining in with them as well. Another way that you can incorporate time with Jesus, meaningful time is to worship together and it can be chill. It can be calm. It can be, man, there's so many amazing Christian artists out there that have beautiful music. Um, if you need suggestions, let me know. I have bukus of playlists that I've kept 
uh, since my kids were little. So if you need suggestions, let me know. So we would do um, calm music when it needed to be calm. We would do fun, upbeat music when we needed to change the atmosphere. So like Planet Boom was a good one that we used to do a lot. Um, But that in itself is an atmosphere changer. And another one too is my kids would curl up to me (laughs) when I was doing a quiet time and I would let them take my journal. If I was like reading the, the Bible and they wanted to draw next to me, I would ask them a question like, draw a picture of Jesus today. And they would draw a picture of Jesus and something profound (laughs) on there. And it usually would bless my socks off too. I have so many journals of many different times of my kids and their drawings, and it has ministered to my heart over and over again. Even now looking back, I actually just posted in Facebook today a picture of a drawing, I believe that Copeland did back when I was doing a quiet time. And it really just blesses you. I mean, they are so in tune with God's heart. So there's that aspect. Okay. Another last two here, another C would be capture moments, finding moments of gratitude, but making sure that instead of just like, I'm thankful for my house, I'm thankful for my car, you know, like you can tell when your heart's really connected or not. What are those moments that you're like, whoo, that captured my breath. That was stunning. And maybe it's not even that extravagant. It's just maybe you walk in to your toddler sleeping and the way they look is so peaceful. That is gratitude. Or the way that your baby is snuggled up on your chest and you have that warm, like sweaty feeling on your cheek as you hold them close. And that right there is a place of gratitude. So being grateful in the midst of these little moments are going to fill up your gratitude bucket. Okay. Another one of these where we get to involve our littles is in the gratitude space. Uh, We used to do this with our kids. And I actually, I just used this this summer on our road trip when everybody was just cranky and angry, like hangry and just so done being in the car. And we used to feel that way a lot when we would get everybody into the car. I had one child in particular, particular that would tantrum almost every time getting into his car seat. And it was like torture. (laughs) So every time we would go somewhere, I would dread those moments because I would have to like really buckle him in. And it was like traumatic for all of us. And so I remember, um, I, I'm fairly certain that the Holy Spirit gave me this idea one day where we were driving, we were, we were buckled in, we left the house. I was grumpy and all of us were just shaken. This was when they were maybe a little bit older, like the twins were maybe two or three. Um, and then my next one was probably five and then seven. And so we would be in the car and it would just, you know, you feel that like heaviness in the air and the Holy Spirit put on my heart, I want you to go around and say what you're thankful for. And then it turned into, what do you love about one more person in the car? So my oldest would say, I love when Emerson smiles, or I love when 
Sawyer giggles and it would just come out and the whole shift in our hearts would happen. And I would go from feeling so distant from Jesus on my own personal thought, right? My mindset to all of a sudden feeling like I am in the presence of, of Jesus himself. He is in this car just by turning our hearts to, to love and, and really cherishing and being grateful for the, that precious moment in time. So that is that um, captured moment, right? So um, another place too of captured moment is to take advantage of, of dreams. Pray before you go to sleep. Pray over your children. Go back in their rooms and pray over them. Speak their identity over their room. Connect with the Holy Spirit. Ask, what is their identity, Lord? That is a super fun uh, and exciting way to connect with the heart of Jesus in this season. And write it down. Capture those moments. All right, last and final C is content. Okay, this one I put in here because this question, how can I prioritize meaningful time with Jesus in the midst of raising littles. I want you to just evaluate from a non-judgmental place of what are the things that you are consuming in this season. Is it Instagram? Is it picking up your phone, scrolling? Is it listening or watching things on Netflix that maybe aren't the most uplifting? And I say, I ask this question because it's one not out of a shame place, but out of an awareness. What content are you allowing into your heart in this season? Instead of maybe listening to a true crime podcast or something that's going to up your anxiety, there was a season in our life where um, it was a very chaotic and hard trial season in our parenting. And we were watching a Netflix show that we ended up having to, to not watch because it was more anxiety producing and it, it made me feel distant. So that's what I'm talking about is maybe just check yourself. Is this something that I need to consume and use my time in this season? So some other options that you can prioritize meaningful time is maybe instead of scrolling, you pick up your Bible and read for a second, or you pick up a book that's going to feed your soul, or you pick up your phone to listen to an uplifting podcast, a sermon or teaching or another mom podcast out there that's encouraging and uplifting, but you have to be wise in what you choose Because remember, we're like little sponges, right? And we want to soak up the things that are true, noble, just, holy, good things that are going to fill us up in a way that is going to be life-giving. Okay. Um, I did want to give a little shout out to a podcast called When God Breaks Through by Bethany Kimsey. She is a beautiful mama. If you are looking for a suggestion for a podcast in this space of raising littles, I really encourage you to go find her podcast. In particular, she just had an episode a couple weeks ago with Stacy Stacy Eldridge, John Eldridge, 
the writer of Wild at Heart. Um, Stacy Eldridge wrote a book, gosh, many moons ago, maybe 20 years ago, called Captivating, which is another beautiful book. Um, and Stacy has a, her own podcast called Captivated, but she was on Bethany's podcast, When God Breaks Through, um, a couple of weeks ago. And they talked about God's love for your mama heart. And I think it's a huge resource. So go check that out. I'll put that inside the show notes. And I really encourage you to go listen. The other thing inside of this content is one way that you can really grow in your relationship with not only you and Jesus and having meaningful time, but inviting your husband to come alongside you to read or listen to a book um, that is going to ground you both. And it can be a place of common ground and growth together. So I really encourage you to do that as well. Okay, so we talked about boop, 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 contentment, communication, community, confiding, quick heart connections, cultivating creativity, captured moments, and content consumption. Okay, so with all of that, I hope that you can creatively find some meaningful time with Jesus in the midst of raising your littles. It's possible and there are many options. You just got to get creative in this season and know that it's just a season. All right. I encourage you to come inside our Facebook group, Mind, Body, Spirit, Holistic Faith, and really join us and participate. I'd love to hear what resonated and what are you going to take away in this episode. As always, thank you so much for listening to Holistic Hearts. I'm Kristen, and know that you are loved and lovable.